Michigan's Upper Peninsula is my home and Escanaba is my hometown. I'm Craig Warple. Hometown Escanaba connects with the people, activities, and newsmakers of Escanaba and the UP. Join us for more interviews at hometownescanaba.com. Now let's find out what's going on. State Representative Bola Fave is joining us today. State Representative, at least for now, are we going to be calling you Secretary of State soon? You have an announcement. I do have an announcement to make. And first of all, I would like to announce thank you very much for having me on the show as always, Craig. Absolutely. Today I announce my candidacy for Secretary of State for the state of Michigan. And it is my intent to win at convention in April to defeat Jocelyn Benson in November and come January 1st, open the Secretary of State's offices forever. Unless it's a Sunday or a holiday, if you elect me Secretary of State, the offices will be open. I certainly want to talk to you about that, but there's so many other questions here. First, starting with, why on earth are you doing this? It's a great question. And I went down to Lansing in the first place because I saw that a bunch of Upers, especially the ones that I graduated with, couldn't find a job that paid enough to stay at home. Uh, The cost of car insurance was way too high. And after working for years on these issues, getting an internship bill that shows our high school kids that they can get good-paying jobs here in their hometown, and after lowering the cost of car insurance, I realized with our current Secretary of State, we've got statewide issues that need to be addressed. And with all due respect to other candidates in the field... I don't believe that any of them have an ability to beat Jocelyn Benson, and I do. The other part is we don't hear people from the Upper Peninsula running for statewide office very often. No, we certainly don't. The last one I can remember, she wasn't actually living in the UP at the time, and that was Connie Binsfield, who ran as lieutenant governor under John Engler. She was from Munising, but was a representative from Alpena. Yeah, and uh, before that, with the Michigan has only had one governor from the Upper Peninsula, and that was Chase Osborne, uh, 1911, 1912, although I don't think he was born here either. He's from Sault Ste. Marie. Yeah, the other one was James McDonald, who is buried over here at the Lakeview Cemetery. He died in a train accident in the western UP. Not that I'm having any omens here for you on that one, but uh, he was a lieutenant governor here from, from Escanaba. Otherwise, I don't think there's ever been statewide officials from the UP, certainly nothing recently. So what makes you think you can do this? Well, a lot of us in the Upper Peninsula think that we come from a small town and we can't do big things. I just reject that. This is the United States of America. And I don't care if you're a farm boy from Kearney or a kid that has a hard upbringing in Detroit, You can do anything in this country. This is the greatest country on the history of planet of Earth. And I think our time is now to get some UP, get out and go energy down in South and Lansing. And that's going to kick these folks back into shape and get everybody back to the offices and get this state back on track the way it was before two and a half years ago. The current Speaker of the House calls you high energy. You were also one of his early supporters. How about the support for you for this? Yeah, it's been absolutely humbling. Um, In the Michigan House, I have a third of the House Republicans' endorsement on day one. Those that know me best are my colleagues in the Michigan House and, and of course, my colleagues across the Upper Peninsula. But with regard to specifically the House Republicans, 
I have a third of their endorsements. I, I expect to get more than half before the week's end. They know that the folks in southern Michigan thought for sure I was going to lose this race in 2016, but... Meaning the house race. The house race in 2016. Uh, but that 23-year-old knocked on 20, uh, 15,000 doors and won that thing. Um, and so I heard uh, somebody down there say, never count Bo out because he's going to work. And I promise you right now, if I'm the Republican's nominee, I'm going to work for it. There's only one current announcement for the position, but there's others that are looking at this as well. What made you get into the race at this point? So there is only two candidates announced for the Republican nomination for Secretary of State. And of the two, I'm the only one that has ever served in elected office. I'm the only one that's ever ran for public office. Um, The Democrat Party thought that the House District 108th that I had the honor of serving in, still do, was their best chance for a pickup in 2016. They spent $600,000 to keep me out of office. It was one of the most expensive races in the state. I won that race because of hard work, and I plan on doing that amount of hard work and more as your next secretary. Can't go door-to-door, though, in a campaign like this one. Well, I mean, you can in the convention race anyway. Right, because it's different. Yeah, so tell so, us about that process. Yes. What do you have to do, and how can you win? Yeah, so the governor candidate, the top of the ticket, is selected by in a primary election. The lieutenant governor, attorney general, and secretary of state are chosen by both parties at state convention. The Republicans this year is on April 23rd, and they're selected by elected precinct delegates from the Republican Party. And so I expect that they'll be shy of 5,000 voters in that, which means I only need to hit 2,500 doors to win this thing. Then they just happen to be all the way from you know, the copper country down to Detroit and over to Grand Rapids and Monroe, but, you know, a little bit bigger than my house district, but not by too much. The current person who has announced is poll challenger Christina Karama of Oak Park, and she was involved because of the election this past time, so that's the focus of her campaign. What's going to be your focus? Because Secretary of State covers several different areas. Yeah, well, number one, the Secretary of State is involved mostly for individuals, with your driver's license, at the license bureau, with the Secretary of State offices. That's how most individuals come in contact with the office. They do have roles to play and are important when it comes to elections. And that part of the job is I'm going to take very seriously as well. But when running for a statewide office, the number one issue for the voters right now is opening the offices. The last two Republican Secretary of State worked a lot on efficiency, trying to make more access to the office. This one, because of COVID-19, is restricted access to the office. How much do you think that she has reacted to this, and how would you have done it differently? Well, so Secretary Johnson promised, if elected, that she would make, uh, she would get it down to 30-minute wait Wait times. Wait time, yeah. And frankly, I thought that that was unrealistic when I was just listening to her on the campaign stump. Um, but she actually did it. Uh, and Jocelyn Menson has done even better. She's made it 20 minutes. Uh, it's five weeks in 20 minutes, but that's what Secretary John, uh, Secretary Benson has been able to accomplish. We need to go back to the way it was. We had a system that was improved over two Republican Secretary of State's administrations over a 16-year period. They updated systems. They made it more efficient. They went from hours to minutes, and now we went from minutes to months. 
the current Secretary of State wants to keep the offices closed to walk-ins forever. She's always wanted to do this. She just used the pandemic as an excuse to do it. And when everything else opened up, she stayed, she stayed closed. It was only a, a legislation passed by the House and Senate, signed by the governor, that forced her open to, to open it up to the extent it is now. With today's technology, why would you even have to have a walk-in office? Because we have folks in the state of Michigan, whether they, they just use cash or they are elderly and they are not tech-savvy enough to navigate the disastrous website that is the SOS's website. And that's another thing that needs to be fixed. At least under the previous two administrations, you could go onto their website and navigate to where you need to go. I'm not kidding you. When I need to find like campaign committees on her website, I just Google it and go like four or five links down because to actually navigate through her website is so counterintuitive that even I still haven't figured out how to, to find get the there. information. Yeah, go try to go on her website and look up candidate committee search. So you can say John Smith for Attorney General. Or Bo Lefebvre for Secretary or of Bo State. Or Bo for Secretary of State, which also uh, we submitted the other day. It's still not on her website, but I digress. Um, maybe she doesn't want her opponents... Uh, to be known. To be known, yeah. That's fair enough. I wouldn't want my opponent to be known either, but uh, unfortunately she's infamous. We need to make that website more intuitive. We need to make it so folks can just go into the office. When you can go in, especially up here... And go talk face-to-face with another Uber, or you're a Novi and it's another person from Novi or Grand Rapids, and you're not talking to some bureaucrat on the phone from Lansing, or even worse, a computer or a, a one of those tech things on the phone, the, the, mm-hmm. the robot voice, things can be handled. We can calm temperatures down a little bit and get through the stuff we have to do, especially if you're hard of hearing, uh, especially if you have uh, a limited ability to see. There are people with disabilities, people that are older. Lots of folks need to go in and see someone that's a human being. And our secretary wants to deny them that ability. As far as the offices and making things more efficient, what would you maybe do then considering what's been going on now? Well, number one, I will be going, and I have already, but will continue this process of talking with the hardworking folks in the offices that go in every day when they're allowed to go in, that want to help people and find out where the impediments are. I've got some things that need to be accomplished, and and ultimately it's going to take work with the legislature to change some of the laws. Now, our current secretary likes to do it with pen and paper and dictates, um, but the courts keep striking her down on that, so that approach isn't going to work. But I have a relationship with the members of the House and Senate, and if we need law changes, I will go to them. I'll be on the House and Senate floor advocating for the 10 million residents that need to use the SOS offices. And um, we have simple bills that would be like two-year vehicle registration that would limit the number of folks that need to come into the office. If you can afford to pay two years vehicle registration, and not very many can, but if you can, mm-hmm. that would be a great option. I voted for that bill, and I would advocate for its passage. What about your main one? Now, when you first ran for state rep, I remember when you made auto insurance the main subject of your campaign. Is there one here for this? Is there something that's you find that's very important to focus on? I think the most important thing is that we have the offices open for people to go in 
and get their problems with the Secretary of State's office solved in person. You don't need to sit online six weeks or in some areas of our state, it's six months. Uh, you, you can go in, and I, I'm not going to promise you it's going to be a quick visit in the first couple months of my administration because we've got a lot of backlogs that we're going to have to go through. But once that's done, we're going to be getting a lot closer to 30 minutes than three months. You don't think that she deserves a pass for the pandemic? No, because, again, she sh- first of all, she shut down a week before anybody else in the entire state of Michigan. She shut down before the governor declared an emergency, took everybody home. Um, and, and maybe that was a good thing. Uh, you know, it was a it was a pandemic. It was dangerous. But she shut down before anybody else and stayed shut down longer than everybody else and wanted to keep it permanent. That is not acceptable. She is using the pandemic to do what she's always wanted to do. And unfortunately, for some politicians, they just can't let a good crisis go to waste. It is interesting to hear that your number one issue is to open the offices. And I know that a lot of people probably can relate to that during this past year. Because uh, at some point, when are things going to change? Last well, year, never under the current administration. Last year, I had an issue with a boat that needed to be licensed, and that wasn't even an option. We weren't even allowed to license boats uh, during that year. In order to get a license, the guy I was working with on this actually lied and said we were going in for an auto license and then changed when we got in there. They were okay with it. So sure. working with the people here at the office in Escanaba was fantastic. But to get to the but people to in Escanaba was, who are hell on a help. It took months besides, and I felt like a criminal almost for having to lie on, on the form in order to get that appointment. That's what doing this does. It turns law-abiding citizens into criminals. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I had, I mean, not, that wasn't a criminal act, but, okay. but I'm talking about... I live in Iron Mountain. We go across the border into Wisconsin. I had a, a friend of mine bought a new car from Wisconsin. You got to get the title. You got to get the plate. Mm-hmm. He couldn't do a transfer, couldn't do any of this stuff. Was driving around for eight months right. in yep. Green Bay, Wisconsin with no plate, no tag, and would get pulled over. And a cop's like, hey, you need a license. And he's like, yeah, I'm very well aware of that. I would love one. Um, and it was only for the good graces of northern Wisconsin police officers that were like, oh. You're from Michigan. You're from Michigan. I hear the <laughs> office is a disaster. I get it. Don't worry about it. But that's a jailable offense. Before this all started, if you were driving around without a plate, the cop is supposed to take you to jail mm-hmm. and uh, impound that car. That is what was supposed to happen in Wisconsin to hundreds and thousands of people in Indiana, Ohio, and Wisconsin when Michiganders were driving through. And I don't know of anybody that got arrested for this, but through no fault of their own, Jocelyn turned them into criminals. And fortunately, our officers, to my knowledge, were all very understanding. But turning folks like you and me and the good people of the Upper Peninsula and Lower Peninsula into criminals because of her incompetence, I just can't take it anymore. So what's it going to take to open the offices? It's going to take me getting elected Secretary of State. After that? Well, number one, the, you, you just, one, declare that you can walk in at any time, period. That will be That is something that the office can do. The Secretary unilaterally shut them down. The Secretary can open them back up. That is the first thing I'm going to do. That easy. 
that easy. That's a pen and a paper. That is how easy it is because she shut it down that easily. She can open them back. I can open them back up that easily. So could she. But two, there is a backlog. And it's either going to take working with the legislature on creative ways to get temporary employees in to fill the backlog, or it could be shuffling funds around from this pot of money with the SOS office to this other pot to get the backlog done. Uh, and it could be a work share program with other departments. Some of this stuff is not very difficult. It just takes a human being to look at it and press the button, much like the UI Unemployment Insurance Agency. Um, with any luck at all, in January, we won't need this many unemployment insurance agents working. Maybe I can borrow some of them to fix the SOS log. But, but those type of sharing agreements are, are common within the executive branch. Um, but it may take some appropriation to some funding, some government funding to get it fixed. Part of the problem is some of the funds that go to the SOS didn't get there because people just went a year without registering their vehicles because they couldn't bother and the cops weren't pulling them over. I don't blame them at all. But we may need some supplemental appropriation to get through this backlog. But if she's not willing to open the offices, that backlog is never going to get fixed. What's been the reaction from people who have responded to this already? Have you heard from anybody within the district? What's been the reaction to this? I uh, was at a wedding the other uh, Saturday um, across the river. Don't hold it against me. <laughs> but I, uh, I talked to a couple folks, and uh, everybody that I've spoken to uh, is really excited to have somebody from Michigan's Upper Peninsula going down to Lansing in a top-level executive branch job to fight for them. We haven't had anybody like that um, before the 90s. I think the, we had a governor from the... UP in 1911 and 1912, it's been a long time since somebody was elected from the Upper Peninsula to a statewide office. And uh, it's a good way to make sure Lansing doesn't forget about us. State Representative Bola Fave, good luck in this new endeavor. It'll be interesting to watch. Thank you very much. Uh, it's been an honor and a privilege of a lifetime serving the Upper Peninsula. I'm never going to stop. Thank you for listening. A special thanks to our sponsor, SwedishPimple.com. Check out all of the fishing lures made right here in the Upper Peninsula at SwedishPimple.com. You can continue to follow us at HometownEscanaba.com. We connect with the people, activities, and newsmakers from Escanaba and Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Music.